1: Welcome to Psychomedy Daily Dose, the spin-off series of short episodes of Psychomedy. During this time of shutdown of the live comedy circuit due to coronavirus, I'm Nathan Cassidy, stand comedian and Bachelor of Science in Psychology. And three times a week now, on Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday, I'm going to be talking with a different comedian about the current situation, along with passing on some hopefully really helpful and positive strategies and coping mechanisms from the counselling professionals we partner with at ThreadUp.co.uk. They're there to support you, and if you'd like to support this podcast, if you're enjoying what we're doing, please go to patreon.com slash Cassidy. I'm hoping that by sharing experiences and some positivity with comedians, we can all get through this together in the best possible way. Joining me today on Comedy, it's Fumby Amateo. Fumby, how are you? How are you doing,
0: Nathan, man? I'm good. I'm very, very good.
1: Good. So we've just been uh, chatting about Hackney, which is where we both... Reside, <laughs> the stalkers out there. <laughs> Hang yeah. around Hackney, you might get a glimpse of one of us.
0: <laughs> yeah, come down, come down to Hackney.
1: <laughs> um, So, how have you been for the last couple of months? What is your lockdown situation? Who who you hold up with, if anyone?
0: I'm I'm, I'm currently in a cell block with my brother.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: my brother, that's my cellmate at the <laughs>
1: that's a good time to commit a crime just before the <laughs> lockdown why didn't we think of that <laughs> just one for like three months you know get it out of our system yeah
0: yeah so i'm sentenced to a two month two to six month bid
1: with my
0: brother <laughs> yeah. that's my current situation yeah
1: nice has it been uh has it been okay was that a stupid question has it been all right
0: luckily we're both creative so he's a singer so oh good both same boat and we, we get on really well so oh, it's kind of just every day I've not we've not seen each other this much since we started living here so <laughs>
1: yeah yeah now we're just
0: yeah, like oh my god i see you every day
1: <laughs> Oh, no, that's good that's that, that's that's the sign of love right there isn't it but you're still yes. getting on after a couple of months and uh yes. so have you been learning you've been learning off each other you've been learning a bit of um good of singing him learning a bit of comedy
0: you know You can't please singers, Nathan. You know, you just can't please them, and they—they're too aggressive. With the, <laughs> you know, can't you tell you're singing off key? You're like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I don't do a devil in his world. I kind of stay. In my
1: I've got a huge respect for singers now. I've—I've I've started. I've been learning piano the last couple of years. I've been doing silly little um, online things, trying to sing. What's easy about comedy is you make a mistake, it's fine. You make a mistake yeah. with, a, with singing. It's like, it's like juggling, I think, in a way, that if you yeah. make a, a real bum note in a whole concert, it's like, oh God, that guy can't sit. <laughs> <laughs> just one note, the whole piece. You can't get that
0: key back again. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah.
1: I listen yeah. back on some of my stuff and it's just like, I think I sound good. It's like singing in the shower. And I, I watch my Instagram lives back. I'm like, you are bad.
0: <laughs> it's such a shame because when you're trying to sing, when you're singing in the shower and you're singing to your favorite song, you really feel like you're nailing it. You know, you really feel like I'm hitting these notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <You're> probably not.
1: <laughs> so, have you um, started to have any fun at all since lockdown restrictions have been eased? How have you been in terms of, um, you know, the rules and whatever? And um...
0: well, I've been pretty good with the rules. I don't. I'm yeah. not really to see anyone because. Um, everyone lives so far. So it's like, I don't even jump on public transport. I just yeah. go for walks and just, um, it's nice to see people out. <laughs> Funny enough, it's nice to see people, you know, just trying to get on with the situation. Yeah. But yeah, I've been kind of good. I've been a good boy.
1: Yeah, have you done more since it eased? I've just seen a mate in a park who actually hasn't been out for ages. And he, he he was acting like he'd been in prison. He was like, God, this is weird. I'm not talking properly. Because he's been doing lots of Zoom meetings at work. It's like, I, I'm i not used to talking in these situations. It's
0: just, it, I, can't, I guess it can throw you. Like, I remember when I first went to Dalston, and I was like, man, I haven't seen it in two months. <laughs>
1: it's
0: like, whoa, like, look at Dalston. <laughs> you know? And I just was walking around like, my God, like, these shops are amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, imagine being back on stage. It's uh
0: oh yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna
1: have to we're gonna have to work our way up to that, aren't we? You know? Oh
0: yeah. Well, <laughs> if you're if you're you have to be terrible for the first at least. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have to accept that you're gonna be terrible because what do you talk about? You know, number one, what were we talking about before? You know, what is it like to walk on that stage again and hold a mic? <laughs> yeah. What those things are gonna be you know have to be kind of relearned.
1: Yeah. Were you in um i in Dubai just before this happened. We
0: I was in Dubai, funnily enough, and fortunately, yeah. like we got out just before it, went, it got crazy,
1: because yeah. I didn't want to get
0: stuck in Dubai, you know. And I did like fact, I took a I took a 99 on the day I got back, and I was saying to myself, "Am I crazy? I'm just been in Dubai. Am <laughs> I might doing a 99? I thought let me just do it. Thank God I took the 99 because it turned out to be the last gig that I did.
1: Yeah. I was talking to someone else about this, and there will be plenty of comedians that died on their ass in their last gig. And so I've had six months thinking about thinking about that. But yeah, it's nice to have a nice gig as your final gig, you know?
0: Yeah, you know, because it's, it was it was a decent gig, mm. and I just remember being. I just remember thinking to myself, man, if I'd known, I wouldn't be performing for two or two to I mean six months now. I'd do yeah. seven gigs that night. <laughs> yeah, you know
1: yeah yeah oh man hopefully it'll be before the end of the year but um let's uh let's see are you optimistic about that
0: i don't know man i mean live comedy right like we need an audience so we're the ones who are going to be hit the most simply because you can't perform they're not gonna crowds are going to be i don't know it's going to take a while to be able to say okay everyone even 30 people in a room is crazy do you know what i mean yeah yeah, we, you, like for normal comedy clubs, like the store for instance it's like four hundred people. Yeah, so you, I, I'm, I'm, worried in a sense because I, I miss it. You know, I really miss performing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Have you been doing anything performing wise online or writing anything? Um, more, uh, my special's dropping, so I've been dropping clips. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah.
0: Basically, a- now, yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. A- <laughs> and um, so that's been keeping me excited because I've been learning to edit your own clips and. Yeah, it's great I, to watch yourself, Nathan. I don't know how you feel about watching yourself, but I find it difficult.
1: Okay, um, uh, my... uh, that's the only way I get off. Me. <laughs> I
0: hate guys like you. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So I'm learning to edit and try and like myself more. I guess on, on the on the screen, but uh, yeah. that's been keeping me interested. And I'm writing. I'm trying to write.
1: Yeah, well, stand up stuff.
0: No, just uh, short stories.
1: Okay, yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah, I've heard you talking on other podcasts about, you know, you know coming from a drama background and wanting to get into kind of films and stories and that yeah, kind of thing. So yeah. you've been writing stuff?
0: Yeah, just reading and writing, you know, I'm, I'm trying to uh, become better because, you know, it's quiet right now and I feel like this is the time to, you know, kind of stockpile, if you will, you know, just, you know, yeah, just sharpen your skills so that when it does pick up again, you're kind of ahead of the game as opposed to, like, calling the headlights.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a few people said at the start of this, you know, they were coming on this and saying, oh, you know, it's okay if you do nothing, but I've heard one or two people now saying, you've got to get on with shit now. (laughs) You know, this (laughs) is the no excuses. This is the time.
0: Yeah, because I've got a YouTube channel now and I want to start, you know, creating content for that because that's what we're going to have to be doing, you know, if you're a comedian, you're going to have to try and find another way to engage people. And I just think maybe YouTube would be the, for now, will be the way to just express that.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's hard. I mean, you, you talk so beautifully about comedy. I've I listened to you on a few podcasts, you know, talking about how comedy is your calling and comedy is your purpose. And it's uh, it's, it's, it's hard, you know, for people like, I mean, I think the same way, as long, uh, along with my kids yeah. <laughs> and the people that I love in life, you know, it's all about comedy. So it's, it's kind yeah. of, I don't, know, I don't know how you felt at the start of this, but it's like my purpose has gone, you know?
0: You know what, Nathan? I, I I I thought you know, it won't. I didn't think it would last this long. It went to the end. year means- that I might not be able to perform for six months. I was just thinking to myself. So then what will I do? Yeah, like what do you do when you can't go on stage? You. Everyone's like because initially everyone was like you know the, the people who are not comedians were like you're gonna write in so you're gonna have so much material. And I'm like <laughs> yeah, to perform for who? When you try the material, we write jokes that we think are funny, but when we hit that stage, when we really know if it's funny.
1: Yeah, and that
0: that element's gone now because you can't do a new material now, you know.
1: Yeah, I've heard you say as well. It's often all about the journey and the struggle, and I guess this is uh, at least this is struggle for us all. We can uh, we can
0: that is what you said. That's so key. This is this is part of the journey and the struggle, man. This we have a story to tell, man. Seriously.
1: Yeah, let's hope we're not all telling the same story when we come <laughs> back.
0: <laughs> I think the world, the world will be waiting for us because they're going to need that comedy <laughs> effect. once this is,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. There will be one or two of us that have been doing some weird stuff in lockdown that we don't know about. You know, someone like doing a Dominic Cummings and constantly breaking the rules or something. There'll, there'll be someone doing that shit. You know. Yeah,
0: um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, I think initially everyone's going to have corona jokes. You're just going to have to talk about diseases that people have forgotten. Yeah, but what about typhoid, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just sound different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys know about swine food, you know? Just bring up something that people don't even... You know about yeah. athletes, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be hard those first few gigs back. Just oh like gosh. what people will want to talk about is... Uh, yeah, who, who knows? Who knows?
0: What have you guys been... I'm going to just say, look, I think we should just lock the doors and have an orgy, man, because we... we <laughs> <an> orgy, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chances are it be hit by another pandemic. Who knows?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why it'll take a few months for people to come out to comedy clubs. They'll be going to orgies first before the comedy club <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah you gotta prioritize when, when lockdown's done right
1: <laughs> yeah totally people thinking comedy clubs are going to be the first port of call that is nonsense <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. there's gonna be a baby boom next year
1: baby boom. <laughs> yeah yeah oh god yeah yeah so that's hackney and you spent what was it 10 to 16 in nigeria you still have some mates and family out in nigeria do you
0: yeah it's funny because we're all hit with corona right so um <clears throat> I've just been asking them how lockdown over there is, and yeah, what they're doing. And they're kind of just, yeah, Nigeria's a crazy place, so they're just getting on with it. And um, yeah, the cases—I don't know, you know, everyone's everyone's—I don't know if everyone's being true about their numbers, but their numbers were quite low. So
1: yeah, and I
0: noticed oh, that, yeah, so yeah, I've just been in touch with family there as well. Just you know, everyone's just trying to make sense of it and get on with it, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, is it? is it really the biggest concern there at, um, at that's the the um
0: you know, when you have a country that has so many problems like you're mm. thinking man corona can join the list <laughs> yeah I mean, like join the queue like we got shit to do so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where,
1: where is it on the list i mean it's like it's obviously number one on our list and it's the only thing in the news here is it is it, it i mean where is it on the list in nigeria but you know they had a, a huge what, recession like five years ago didn't they and yeah.
0: I mean, they had the Ebola crisis, right? So yeah. they're used to pandemics. Well not necessarily pandemics, but they have to deal with so many um other uh like malaria and stuff like that. So the mm. country's kind of designed to deal with these kind of things. Mm. Because they're so open to a bit more open to uh I don't say diseases but illnesses. Mm. Just kinda open to that. So they're always kinda just, you know, having to take precaution and measures. So I guess this is I mean, it's a priority because they're trying to keep people safe. Yeah. But um, you said there's so many issues in that country. It's just like, look, you can't, corona can't stop you because you just have to, you have to work, you have to eat, you have to provide for your family. So, yeah, yeah, it's that kind of situation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you
0: know, we're a bit more fortunate in the sense where, you know, you're you're able to get support from the government and, you know, uh, grants where you can. So we're able to, I guess, cope a bit more with the lockdown procedure As a country like nigeria they can't afford to be in lockdown for too long
1: because it just won't work yeah exactly but were they more ready for anything were they, they had procedures in place
0: yes i mean luckily yeah. for them we they got it a bit late and I, I don't know you know so many reports about it can't it doesn't really take hold in hot countries well nigeria's a hot country um it was behind so they were able to watch everybody Take a measures and they took their measures early. So I just say, yeah, they, they, they kind of learned from what everyone else was doing and put it in place. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I guess it's, um, we both kind of had a lockdown, didn't we? And we both coming out of lockdown. I'm trying to draw any parallels between our country and Nigeria, but I guess from a, from a, you know, what you're saying about from a financial perspective and people getting back to work, you know, it's so important for all of us, not just comedians. I mean, we're obviously the most important uh, people, <laughs> people in the country, but, um, you know, I just, I look about and I look at the statistics and I see that there's been no new cases in London. That was the case a couple of days ago. And I was just saying, I was just in a park. My friend had a friend who's like a doctor who works in ear, nose and throat. And this doctor was saying, he's been on the like front line working with this. And he's saying from his perspective, we've all had it. Everyone in London has had it. That's why there's no new cases in London. We've all had it. Um, even we don't know it. You know? So most of us have had a little dry throat or whatever. And he's saying, that's why we've had no new cases in London. We've all had it to a certain extent. There's immunity there. Because there's no new cases, the lockdown should be lifted um it's not a problem in London anymore and you just think oh you know I can't I can't help being more down that line than down the line of being scared still and wearing face masks I mean it's just my personal opinion but when you look at the statistics I'm like Mm -hmm. can we get back to work to a certain extent you know I just want to get back on stage basically but um
0: I agree with you though because you know um I I, I don't want to live in fear you know I I don't like the fear you know i feel like you know if we, we we have a positive attitude towards it don't get me wrong you know respect the fact of the you know what this virus has actually done yeah but we have to get to a point where we can say okay let's move forward it's together with kind of a positive attitude you know still take precautions and measures where we don't just you know jump into you know spaces with each other but yeah definitely gradually try and get back to some kind of normal um place because yeah. um The the more this goes on, you know, it's it's quite, it can get depressing, man. It really can, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, how have you been psychologically from, you know, mental health-wise?
0: Yeah, fortunately for me, I've got a big family. So, you know, we do quiz nights every Friday. Yeah. And, you know, I'm always around, I'm always, like, you know, people phoning and talking. So I'm cool in that sense. So, you know, and I just, you know, I just try and keep my mind busy and read and write and express what I'm feeling and not look at the doom and gloom. Yeah. and just believe that you know everyone's going through this there's nobody there's no comedian in the world right now who's not thinking man what the hell am I gonna be doing you know yeah. so I take solace in the fact that we're holding it together and if you just keep a strong mind and, and try and just focus on the positives and what what you can do in this period it's a good time as well in the sense where nothing's happening so you don't you're not panicking about my Edinburgh shows not ready you know? <laughs>
1: you're
0: panicking about it's back on it's
1: it. back on from me have you, you planned it?
0: <laughs> but you imagine next year Edinburgh. If there's not ten Corona shows about a guy in a room, I don't know what's going to be happening.
1: Yeah, I think you mentioned fear there, and fear is important. There's a lot of people in generating fear, and it's fear is a difficult thing to get over. A lot of people are scared, and there's. Yeah. I don't think there's enough voices because as soon as you start to voice the other, there will be a time where the government say it's okay now. So yes. and. You know, when you start voicing that opinion, you, you're shouted down a lot. Because I think the weight of opinion is fear and catastrophizing. And when you try and be optimistic, I think it's, the, you know, people will stand up against that. I don't think there's enough optimistic voices at the moment. I don't know.
0: I, I don't think people understand how how um, um, fear can just be such a. It can paralyze you, man. Like even yeah. not even for Corona, just in your career, like. Just being a comedian, you know, fear can hold you back from so many things. From doing your show because you're afraid if you might bomb and all that kind of yeah. stuff. You don't move. And so if you continuously live in a state of fear, you just don't move. And I feel like at some point you just have to believe that, look, man, I'm a, I'm, we can fight this or we can do this. Or I can do this, you know? Yeah. You can do so much more if you're not bound by fear. You can do so much more
1: yeah yeah yes so so many people are bound by fear to a certain extent and uh it affects their whole life and often often with fear it is just taking that jump it's oh my
0: god i mean taking that leap
1: and then it all it all it all disappears that fear
0: yeah even posting a video on instagram you're like oh my god is everyone gonna like (laughs) you You just post and leave it it's done (laughs) that's it (laughs) next you know and then you just get that surge of i could do another one you know
1: yeah (laughs) yeah So how are you with that fear? I mean, it's like you're releasing a special now. You, Are you, you, yeah, are you, you excited know, or are you fearful?
0: I'm excited and fearful. I'm right. excited, but the thing is, um, I just remember to myself, I just keep reminding myself, it's the first thing I've dropped. And mm. if you go back to anybody's first moment, like even the greatest comedians, go back to their first moment. <laughs> nothing like their moments now, you know? <laughs> yeah. So you have to respect the process and... You know I'm not dropping a special thinking when I drop this Netflix is gonna be at my door tomorrow. <laughs> that mindset, you know, and it's important. My agents to say to me, manage your expectations. Yeah. You know? And you just have to as a person, and as a creative as well, some things are gonna pop. Something this this special might blow ten years down the line when it was like, man, look at his first work. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then you're like, wow, you know it was hot then. But you just have to um you just have to let go. My my whole thing was just letting go.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like,
0: watched, I can tell. I can write a million things I will do different about the show, but it doesn't yeah. matter now. It just it's done, and I just have to move on to the next and take what I've learned from there and put it into the next show.
1: Yeah, and the circuit, the circuit might change to a certain extent. In that, you know, specials, people that have those things in the bank, like like you, I think it's uh, it's great to have those things in the bank because, well, certainly this year the circuit has changed. It's gone online. Yeah. You know? That's where the yeah. circuit is. Um, i wonder whether i wonder what other changes there'll be you know in the circuit with you know things moving more online i've heard you talk a lot about you know you starting on the urban circuit and moving to the moving to the mainstream circuit i wonder whether so many so many things moving online whether there'll be more of a, a fusion of those circuits because because more things are taken up online i don't know
0: yeah i mean the thing is i mean Everyone's looking at a different way of surviving in case something right. like this happens again. And um, <clears throat> I do think, that, I, do think I, do, I would encourage every comedian to do, another spe- to do their own special. Because yeah. like you said, it's just your own calling card. And um, you can do it in such a sh- small budget. And you don't even need that many people. You just need a good set. You know what I mean? Because you, you can just shoot it from your point of view. And if, it, if it's a good set and it goes online, people will just see that this guy's a good comedian. They won't look at the numbers in the room. Yeah. So it's important to have that because in the, and in, in this period of time where um, nothing's happening, if you have a good online short um, web series or a good online special, people are going to watch because it's like, well, no one else is making nothing.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, so it's, it's definitely... Uh, I understand why people are um, hesitant in terms of going online because it, I, I guess they feel like, you know, it's not for them or they're attention-seeking. But um, it's just another way of expressing your creativity.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've been paying more attention to even people on Britain's Got Talent. You know, like four or five years ago, they you'd be laughed at, wouldn't you, if you appeared on Britain's Got Talent as a comedian? Yeah. And we all get the email, don't we, like asking us to be on Britain's Got Talent. I don't, know whether, I don't know whether you've ever done it or considered a bit, but now I think it's like, certainly in lockdown, it seems like they're the lucky ones. They're getting big exposure here. This is, this is now credible, I think, to go on Britain's Got Talent. And uh, obviously, you know, people have made it big over the last couple of years from Britain's Got Talent, one or two people, you know.
0: Yeah, it's like six million views when no one's viewing
1: anything. <laughs> yeah, you
0: know? yeah, yeah. Like yeah. You, know, you can't argue with that.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's been some um yeah, there's been some big wins from Britain's Got Talents, you know, and uh yeah, I love the way it's kind of they're judged as if they're like people like Noise Next Door, you know, just like who are just like headliners everywhere and they're you know, they're being judged as if they're oh, you were great. Well of course we're great. We're professional comedians. <laughs> We've been, we've been headlining the store for years.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. It's so funny, man. You're just like, yeah. Like people actually think it's your first time. I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. This is my job. This is like, right. Right. It's like right. what's your job? What's your job? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Amanda yeah. Amanda holder. What what's your job? <laughs> this is this is my job. <laughs> yeah. This is what yeah. I do. Not saying I'm gonna do it, but um, have you ever auditioned? Have you ever done Britain's Got Talent, or would you ever? I've
0: been up like four times.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just, I reckon you. I reckon you'd fly on that man. Are you, are you tempted? No, I mean,
0: it's <laughs> not that, that joke, right? Like, of course, i fly on Britain's Got Talent. But the
1: thing
0: is, I just don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I just wouldn't do a show where the judges are more important than the act.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. The
0: show's not about me. It's about Britain's Got Talent. So even if my clip gets 6 million views They're not seeing It's not 6 million fans for Fumbi It's 6 million fans for the Britain's Got Talent page Yeah,
1: yeah you know Yeah. What I,
0: mean? and I just believe in the um, You can't judge stand-up, you know? You, know you, can't, you can't have three judges sitting there and You know If, if I went on Britain's Got Talent And uh, Alicia Dixon said I'm not funny I'm taking that personal
1: <laughs> Yeah
0: Like I've turned the whole show on his head And plus I'm, I'm a comedian, you know At my heart So, if I come on that stage, I'm not going to say something family friendly. Hell no. (laughs) I'm going to tank the audition on purpose. (laughs) I'm going to be like, he's being a comedian. That would be the most views
1: ever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I do as well. I once auditioned to be a presenter on the National Lottery with Eamon Holmes, and I got down to the final few and I bombed my final audition because I was taking the piss out of Eamon Holmes and calling him a toy I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> they don't want that. They don't want that on, um, on, on the, want the BBC. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the way, the way you talk about comedies, I can relate so much, you know, just the way you talk about it. You know, there's a kind of purity, and you want to do it right, and you want to. You know, you want to inspire people. You talk about Chris Rock and Bill Hicks and all these guys, and I have total respect for anyone that goes on Britain's Got Talent. It's just not my, it's no. not my roots. Nor is it Chris Rock's or Bill Hicks's no, roots. Like no, you got to take no. your own route. But you know, if you watch Bill Hicks, he would he would hate to Britain's Got Talent. <laughs> <laughs> he also wouldn't get through. would he? He wouldn't get through. Would the crowd would not be doing make- it.
0: He would never make it on. He would cuss every last thing about it, <laughs> and yeah, he just he just couldn't handle it. Like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, like you said, I've got nothing against anyone that does the show. It's just um, yeah. I just feel like it's so important for you to know where you want to go. Yeah, you know what like, I mean. So you don't blame people for your mistakes. Yeah, yeah. You know? once you do Brins Got Talent, you get a Brins Got Talent audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you get that audience, yeah. Yeah.
1: you're saddled with success for life, but it's not the yeah. success you wanted.
0: Yeah, yeah, just not the one you wanted. Yeah, there you yeah. know. So yeah, I, I just I just know what I want to do, and um, it's it's gonna take a it's, it's it's like a back road. It's not the conventional route, but yeah, it's worth it. You know, there's there's so many ways to get to a destination.
1: Yeah, and as you say, it's often about the journey and, uh, yeah.
0: And having a story to tell, you know?
1: Yeah, nice, nice.
0: And I feel like sometimes, I feel like sometimes as well, with Britain's Got Talent, they make the story so important. And so you go on stage and they've said how, you know, you 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 left a war-torn country and (laughs) streets and, you know, we all know if you're a a comedian, you go into a comedy club, there's no backstory.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: uh, It's yeah. funny, you know, and then you have to prove that they don't say, oh, by the way, guys, you know, his mom just died. And, you know, no one gives a shit about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It all would be about pictures of Nigeria with you and Britain's Got Talent. When it'd be like, right. dude, you know I mean? haven't been there for 15 years. It's like
0: right. <laughs> just a story. Like I'm selling the story more than the actual, you know, package. Because I <laughs> you go on stage at a, at a comedy club in Birmingham or, you know, one of those towns you've been to. <laughs> You don't come up with a sub story. You come on.
1: This next guy's had a terrible few years, guys. Here he comes. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, you get offended when a comic doesn't even introduce you properly. If they say, oh, don't know if he's funny or not. You're like, what are you doing? Just just see my name so I can come out. All
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? mm. right. Um, beautiful, man. Have you had any more time over the last kind of couple of months to think, you know, more deeply about, Let I mean, maybe life, death. I heard you talking about on other podcasts about religion and the afterlife and things like that. Have you, have you been thinking more? It's funny because um,
0: I'm writing, I'm trying to write a sitcom surrounding the church. Okay. And, uh, yeah, because um, the church is, you know, it was like a social club for, 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 for Africans back in the 80s, early 80s. Oh, nice. Where they, we, all had, you know, we all had to go to church. Yeah. And it's where you kind of, they kind of met their friends and they'll help each other with problems and whatnot. So we all came up in a church background. But as I got into teenagers, you start to, you know, you, you had to start to develop your own thoughts and thinking. And one thing I found in the church was um, you couldn't fail. You know, if you made a mistake, you were punished for it. And it was just too much. Like sometimes you just needed the support of people, but you felt you were being judged. So I wanted to create a sitcom around that world, and just put up you know the short the short stories I came up with, and just kind of show, I guess, the things I felt I lacked from church, as well as the things the benefits that church had.
1: Mm, That sounds great, man.
0: Yeah, it's just you you know.
1: What do you mean about you couldn't you couldn't fail? What do you mean?
0: You know, it was about sin, right? So if you sinned. You know, you were judged for it. Yeah, you know, and it's like it's not your job to judge because the truth is nobody can live to that standard. You know, we're all flawed in a sense, and I think there's a beauty in that. I think, yeah. I think we we cover our flaws too much. We we forget that we're all flawed. You know, we were all prone to be selfish or greedy or backstabber or backbite. It doesn't make you a bad person. It just unless you know that's your consistent nature. What I'm saying is we all have the capacity to do the, the potential to do that. So if that does happen and it's out of character, it shouldn't be now used to hang you, you know? Yeah. Like if a girl got pregnant in the church, that was it. It's a wrap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a wrap,
0: you know? Think you if she got
1: pregnant got... In, the, in the church, that's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: not in the church. If she got pregnant, and <laughs> came to church, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was a wrap and you felt judged and you, got, you were alone and people don't, you know, you, you become this... Outcasts, in a sense, and it's not what she needs at the time. You know, she needs support. You know, I always yeah. tell them, you don't know, no one knows tomorrow. LeBron James had um, his mom had him at 15. Um. I can't imagine the the trouble she went through, you know. But well, she gave birth to LeBron James. <laughs> yeah. and we didn't know that at the time. <laughs> but if we, you know, if we killed this child or killed her for it, we wouldn't have LeBron.
1: Yeah. yeah. Do you think that's? Do you think that's affected you in in later yeah. life having that kind of couldn't
0: creativity in terms of creativity? It wouldn't. I wouldn't go to certain... I mean, I had a lot of people in the church who were telling me not to be a comedian. Yeah. And um, you know, because I, I, it's not because it's not their fault. A lot of sometimes a lot of culture was mixed into our church. So because mm. I'm Nigerian, a lot of it was about like a culture thing as opposed to a religious thing, as opposed to a biblical thing. Yeah. You understand know what I mean? They were mixing their cultures with the religion. So. When you know being a comedian was not the conventional sense, they just didn't understand why I would want to do that. I didn't understand why I'd want to do. I mean, I didn't want to be a comedian. I was going to go be an actor. Yeah. But they couldn't understand that, and so a lot of the times I was afraid to express myself. Yeah. In terms, of, you know, really going deep into your creativity and writing about stuff. If I thought, if I wrote about sex, for instance, I'm sinning. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Or else yeah. People have sex. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so write about it. You know, you write about the things you know. Yeah. And I always felt sometimes the things I knew were bad, or I'm sinning, or I'm doing wrong, and I had to kind of um, come out of it.
1: Yeah. So you have to, do you have to constantly kind of fight that psychologically. That's been instilled in you as a kid. You have to still fight that. Um, not, so you know, now, no. not so much now. Yeah. No. So much
0: now because um, I really. Gone, I've really, I mean, I did a joke about anal sex in front of my dad, and my dad's a pastor, so, okay. like, you know what, I'm getting there, you
1: know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the final stage in the 12-step process, <laughs>
0: isn't it? Yeah, so, you know, um, that, that, that made me realise I can go, um, just go, just, just, just go, it doesn't, you know, yeah. it's so funny, you have the most, I, I was talking to this girl, and I sent her a clip of my stand-up, uh, just an audio clip. And she messaged me saying, oh, you swear swearing your material. And I was like, okay. <laughs> in the next breath, Nathan, without any sense of irony, she, I said, um, she, said, she asked me if I could get her Dave Chappelle tickets.
1: <laughs> I said, what do you
0: think he's going to be doing?
1: <laughs> he's doing his clean set next week, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing his kids' set. I just didn't understand it.
0: It's like, <laughs> that's a church thing right there. You know, like, they just, like, for instance, my friend wanted to play football. My friend was playing football, mm. and um, he he, um, he he was playing football every Sunday. His dad was a pastor in the church, and his dad was getting flack because they were like, look, how can you be a pastor in your church, in the church, and your son doesn't come to church on Sunday he's playing football? Mm. And so that was really troubling him, and he confided in my dad, and my dad was like, is your son good? He was like, yeah, and he goes, well, I'll manage him. <clears throat> and so <laughs> look, um, he became a footballer. He played for um, Barnsley and he scored the winning goal against Chelsea in the FA Cup quarter-final.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Right, and Barnsley went, I think, League One or the Championship at the time, yeah. and Chelsea were like John Terry era. Um, <laughs> yeah. And John Terry ended up giving him his jersey in the dressing room. Oh. Now, when that goal went in, Nathan, who do you think celebrated it the most?
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. The church. <laughs> yeah. And we, and always we always knew, we always knew he'd be great. Right.
0: And <laughs> my, my friend, my boy, he was because we were good friends, and he was never a confident player. He was yeah, a very yeah. talented player, but he was never a confident player. And I felt that was because we never gave him the support he needed. Yeah. Because yeah. he would go to away games on a Sunday, and we're at church, so he's by himself. You, you see people, you know, families, and they're you know, they're, You know, Michael Owen's mum's got a video of him taking a corner at two. You yeah, know?
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Those things help you get to that next level, you know, and so. Um, those are the kind of stories I wanted to touch on. So I had an episode where I tell that story, but as the pastor of the church, I close the church for that day and take the whole congregation to the football game <laughs> Because I believe the church is not the building, it's the people in it.
1: Oh, that's great, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's
0: the kind of stuff I wanted to touch on. And that's oh, what that I mean. When I said it hindered that, that kind of creativity sometimes. And I'm not saying it was they were bad. It's just that, you know, they didn't realize your role as a Christian is to support and help people to get to that level,
1: you know? Yeah, absolutely. Filling kids with support and confidence in those first few years. I mean, I've got kids now and it's just it's just telling it's telling them that anything is possible. When I was when I was writing scripts as a kid, it was almost kind of it was sniggered out. It's like, well, that's not a job. It's like it's um, but it is and it is my job now. So it's like, uh, you know, encourage these kids to do anything apart from playing Minecraft all day and thinking there's money in that, which there is. But that's even, that's even harder than being a comedian, getting money out of Minecraft.
0: Do you know the funny thing? It, it's so it's so important to tell Kiss anything is possible. Because we yeah. I, we were told only this is possible. Yeah. And people say, you know, writing comedy or being a comedian is not a job. I defy any of them to go on stage and do a 10-minute set.
1: <laughs> and yeah. you
0: would see how much of a job that really
1: is. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: You know what I mean? You think you can write a script? <laughs> people give up. I tell people to even just write. Just challenge someone to even just write you a a, a two-second story. And they'll panic. <laughs> they'll panic. <laughs> you know, yeah. so the idea to think it's not a job, you're so wrong. It's a big job. One yeah. that you... I wouldn't even advise people to take. <laughs> yeah. Go that safe road, trust me. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Certainly not now. There's no money in it now. Let's, let's be, no it, let's be honest. <laughs> There's
0: no money in it now, no. We've got pizza boys making more than us right now. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, Fumby, thank you so much for joining me today. So apart from your special, anything else you want to direct people at?
0: Just go to my YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button, watch the special. I'll have more content coming down. I mean, we ain't got, we ain't got nothing else to do. So yeah. Um, yeah, just support the channel, hit the subs and just look out for more comedy. And um, yeah, keep listening to the Nathan show as well because
1: this was dope. Beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. William, Fumby, thank you so much. That was so lovely. Lovely thank to chat so with you. you
0: appreciate it, man. I really enjoyed it
1: nice one stay well That's love cheers take care bye the absolutely brilliant Fumby Amateo there do check out his special recorded at the Brilliant Backyard Comedy Club on his YouTube channel so that is our show for today thanks so much for listening please join us again on Thursday for more side so comedy we are Tuesday Thursday and Saturday now please listen back on all these daily shows all the main shows please give us a five star review spread the word Psychomedy is produced by Mike Hanson at Pod People Productions. Check out psychomedy.co.uk. There's mental health tips there. From our counselling professional partners at ThreadUp. They're there to support you. And if you'd like to support the podcast, it's patreon.com slash Nathan Cassidy. Loads of extra content is coming on there. I'm Nathan Cassidy. Lots of love to you all. Stay healthy. Stay optimistic. Tune back in for more psychomedy on Thursday. Pod people.